Good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday and it is March 24th, almost April Fool's Day, getting close. Um, and we're again doing our weekly broadcast here from the Missouri Funeral Directors and Bombers Association. And I wish it was this pretty outside, but it's actually cold and rainy and kind of yucky out. And so we're going to talk today about something completely different. Um, something that uh, I don't think we've ever brought up on a broadcast before, but it is important and it's hepatitis, hepatitis. You may have seen hepatitis is in the news, uh, from a number of occasions. Usually it's from a fast food restaurant or, uh, an, another food serving place. Uh, this is a little different dealing with funeral homes and funeral directors. We're going to talk about hepatitis. Now, just a little background. Hepatitis is a disease that affects mostly the liver. Uh, in people. And it can be, there are different kinds of hepatitis that are transmitted different ways and have some different effects. The first type of hepatitis that they discovered, they called hepatitis. Pretty simple. It was a disease of the liver. Then it didn't take too long before they realized there was actually two kinds of hepatitis. There was the hepatitis and there was another hepatitis. So, and they were transmitted a little bit differently. So they called the first kind of hepatitis, hepatitis A. And they called the second kind of hepatitis, hepatitis B. Then that went along for a little while. And then they discovered another kind of hepatitis. The first kind of hepatitis was hepatitis A. The next kind of hepatitis was hepatitis B. So all of these researchers and doctors and PhDs and experts decided to call the third type of hepatitis, hepatitis non-A, non-B. Seriously. They had, they had A, B, uh, um, what are we going to call this one? Uh, well, it's not A, it's not B. Let's call it non-A, non-B. I don't know. Maybe they were afraid of running out of letters. I'm not sure. They wanted to consume. Well, that lasted for uh, longer than you would think. But eventually, uh, somebody had the bright idea. Hey, wait a minute. We've got hepatitis A. We've got hepatitis B. This third one, how about we call it hepatitis C? And that's what they've done. So you can still see references in older articles and things like that to non-A, non-B hepatitis. Now that's called usually hepatitis C. And in the fairly recent past, they've come up with a fourth kind of hepatitis called hepatitis D. But to get hepatitis D, you have to also have hepatitis B. And it is hepatitis B that we're going to talk about briefly today, because that is the one that potentially concerns uh, funeral directors, embalmers, funeral home employees, and of course, those who may own or operate a funeral home. Because we're now going to talk about OSHA. That's the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. OSHA is the one that has a whole bunch of safety rules for lots and lots of different businesses, including, of course, funeral homes. And there is a specific rule dealing with hepatitis, potential hepatitis exposure for funeral home employees. And I'm just going to read it to you. For those that uh, are really bored and want to look it up, this comes from the Code of Federal Regulations, 29 CFR 19.10.1030, paragraph F, subparagraph 1. And it says, hepatitis B, B as in boy, vaccinations must be offered to all employees who are or may be potentially exposed. And what do they have to be potentially exposed to? Well, under the regulations, it's blood and OPIMs. 
O-P-I-M. Sometimes you'll hear that, the, make turn that into an acronym and call it opium. And it sounds like they're saying opium, but they're not. It's opium, blood and opium, O-P-I-M. Well, what's O-P-I-M? That's other potentially infectious material. Look up the definition of other potentially infectious material, and you'll see it's bodily fluids. It is sweat, saliva, urine, all that stuff. So why don't they just say blood and bodily fluids? Well, if they said blood and bodily fluids, they wouldn't have a nice, cute little abbreviation acronym that looks much better at the top of some kind of research paper, an OPIM. And they wouldn't be able to say OPIM uh, if they decide to do that instead of saying OPIM. So anyway, uh, OPIM is basically bodily fluids. So any employee at a funeral establishment that might potentially, not on a regular basis, but even potentially be exposed to blood or bodily fluids must be offered a hepatitis B vaccination. Now, obviously, of course, you're immediately thinking people in the embalming room, obviously, but also people on your removal team, folks that go up and pick up a body at a person's house or the hospital or wherever, or even a person who might be dressing the body or taking care of the body or anybody that's in contact with that body potentially could be exposed to blood or blood or bodily fluids. So you have to review that. Take a look at who might at your funeral home be potentially exposed to blood or bodily fluids. And if they are potentially exposed to blood or bodily fluids, then they must be offered the hepatitis B vaccination. Now, they don't have to take it. There's you don't have to for, you can't force them to take it. Uh, but if they do not want to take it, this is a further uh, ex, uh, explanation of the regulations. Okay, um, you should have the employee sign a vaccine declination form. Okay, um, so you need to have them sign a form saying that they have declined to take the hepatitis B vaccination. All right. Um, and here it says for new employees who start the hepatitis B vaccination series, offer the hepatitis B vaccination uh, for new employees who have not already completed the series within one to two months after they complete the vaccination series. So you got to there's a uh, there's a series of vaccinations for this. So you have to take a look, make sure have, you know, are they already in it where they're at it? Um, your uh, healthcare providers can explain that to your employee as to what it is they have to do. All right. Uh, so take a look at that. So in any case, that's the important thing because that is what most, not all, but most of the OSHA guidelines dealing with funeral home establishments are worried about bloodborne pathogens, things that can be transmitted by blood or bodily fluids or OPIMs. All right. So it's how you, um, uh, protect yourself against exposure, what to do if you have exposure. Now, if an employee is exposed to butter body fluids, they also have to be offered a medical checkup to make sure that everything's okay with them. All right. Once again, you don't force people to do things, but you must document that you've offered to do these things for them, that they have the right to do this. So that's the important thing about hepatitis. It is generally a blood-borne or bodily uh, fluid-borne disease that is not good to get. It is bad for you. So you want to, uh, if you haven't had a hepatitis B vaccination and you are in uh, 
contact with blood or bodily fluids as a routine basis, that's something you might really want to check into. Check with your own personal health care advisor. See where you are on your vaccinations and shots. See if this is something that you should be looking into. But again, don't force people to take it, but offer it to them. And that's the important thing there. We're also coming up here soon to our convention. The convention is in May in the St. Charles. And because of our convention schedule, we have had to change the schedule for our law classes that we generally have here every month. The next law class for which there are openings available, I want to make sure I get this absolutely right here, right? The Normally we do these, normally we do these third month, but that's too close to the convention. So the next law class for which there are spaces available will be Wednesday, May 3rd. Wednesday, May 3rd. That's the first week of May. All right. So if you need or someone you know needs to take the law class, there are still spaces available for that class. You can call in and we will let you know uh, how to uh, sign up for that and get you all on the list. So Wednesday, May 3rd. The convention itself is that second to last weekend in May. We are going to have uh, events starting on May 20th. All right. That will be the arranger training from the National Funeral Directors Association. You can sign up through that through our website. I think you can sign it up through their website as well. We'd like you to sign it up through our website because then we know who's doing it. But if uh, you need to go to their website for any reason, that's another available option. Then on the 21st, we're having our ball game. I, tickets for that are almost sold out. And then the convention itself proper starts on Monday, the 22nd, the 23rd, where we'll have this meetings. We'll have all of our seminars. We will have our memorial service program, have some dinners with award ceremonies, and of course, our business meeting where we will elect our officers and vacant board member seats. As you recall, we, we now elect our board members, all of them, at the convention, and we rotate them out. So every year, there are three spots available. There is a nominating committee that does nominate people, but we accept nominations from the floor as well. So if you're interested in serving on the MFDEA board, that is a possibility. You can either uh, our members who might be on the, uh, could refer your name to the nominating committee, or of course, at the convention itself, put your name into nomination. So that's all we have here for the thing is watch out for blood, and OPIMs, other potential infectious materials. So make sure that you are watching out for exposure, that you protect against exposure. And for anybody that's at your funeral establishment that could possibly be exposed, that they're offered that hepatitis B vaccination. And if they don't want to take it, have them sign something that says they are not going to take it that they decline because what OSHA wants you to do is be safe.